Hello, weirdos. So, this is JJ, and today we are talking about my incredibly deep voice right now. I <laughs> I have bronchitis. I'm getting over it, but I still don't quite sound like me, and I don't know if it's ever going to come back properly, so here I am. <laughs> but today's topic, for real, is the Kangamato. A very interesting creature that might sound familiar to some of you, even if the name doesn't. The word Kangamato means breaker of boats. It's a Kande term. I don't know if I said that right. Um, <laughs> well, the creature is found in Africa. It is a pterosaur-like cryptid. They are large uh, large flying creatures with membranous wings. <clears throat> uh, they got their name by supposedly capsizing boats and canoes of the natives and attacking people who got too close to the river. In um, Zambia, Angola, and the Congo. Sightings do vary, but they're often of a reddish-colored lizard with membrane-like wings the wings range from 4 to 100 feet span. You know, <laughs> your variety. <laughs> um, many European explorers, quote, received wounds from the Kangamato. It's an unfamiliar species of whatever was there, no matter what. I'm just saying, you know, European explorers went to the Congo and didn't expect to receive wounds. They didn't know what they were doing, you know. <laughs> um, but supposedly also it is said to dig up graves and steal corpses. Yeah. One of the earlier sightings was by Frank Milland in 1932. He wrote in Withbound Af Africa. With <clears throat> Withbound Africa. I don't know. Um, there is the idea that it could possibly be a modern Ramphorhynchus. Ramphorhynchus? Sure. Um, it's type of dinosaur. I will put pictures up, as always, on the Twitter and Instagram. Um, that uh, particular dinosaur, let's just call it what it is, actually lived in that area where the Kangamata has been sighted. Or, you know, supposed Kangamata sightings. <clears throat> People usually say that it's red or black. And between a four to seven foot wingspan, um, so those particular records obviously have a huge difference. But more... I don't know if you want to call them more credible sightings because they went into a book, <laughs> but less word of mouth, more written word sightings. Um, in 1956, there was a sighting by J.P.F. Braun. Uh, apparently he saw two, but that is the only record of anyone ever seeing multiples. The area also where there have been sightings is a popular bird watching area, but apparently there have never been any reports from the bird watchers of 
a creature like this. I think if a bird watcher saw a flying lizard, they might let you know. In 1957, a patient <clears throat> came into an emergency room with severe chest wound from the nearby area, and he drew the creature that attacked him, and apparently it looked like a pterosaur. Also, if you're not catching on, pterosaur uh, is like a pterodactyl-type creature. Most people would know him as a pterodactyl, but there were several different, many different uh, species or types of pterosaurs. Now, supposedly, scientists took this drawing that this man made after he came in with a severe chest wound. Um, they took this to the natives, and apparently the natives were terrified and called it the Kangamato. So, there's that. There's still no photographic or video proof. Um, there is little interest or knowledge about it, though, outside of its particular location um and there's so few technological advancements in the area like they kind of stick to where what they know that i don't know how much of it would get out you know to the to the general populace of the world a point to be made uh, since original reports were of the Kangamato destroying canoes, there's speculation that it may have actually referred to a freshwater ray. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a freshwater ray or watched river monsters. Those things are massive. Or they can get massive. Like, it would fill most of this room. <laughs> they are huge and scary and... I mean, they're not actually aggressive, but they are dangerous. And intimidating. And very intimidating, yeah. Um, so that in combination with actually a marabou stork <laughs> uh, could easily lead to this myth or cryptid. Um, marabou storks live in that area, and they... <laughs> wow. Y'all need to look up a picture right now. Go to our Twitter, go to our Instagram, go to our Discord, go somewhere. I don't care if you Google it, type in Marabou Stork because that is a real life dinosaur. They are pretty aggressive creatures and they are so scary. <laughs> um, I also read some interesting things about marabou storks attacking people and also digging up graves because the graves in the area tend to be pretty shallow because of the conditioning of the dirt ground the storks apparently can uh, scavenge that way unfortunately um yeah, so, I mean, there's not a ton of information, but there's some, some speculative theories of a past modern dinosaur, of a freshwater ray, or a current real dinosaur. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd like to know when the stork, I forget the first half of the name, 
Marabou. Marabou store. When that was first discovered, did you happen to say when that was? Or just in general, because maybe it overlaps a little? No idea. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it, though. And put, like, a note mm-hmm. in or something. But yeah. I'm just wondering if... Oh, you're fine. I'm just wondering if that is really what it is, because that'd be pretty heckin' cool. So, I'm looking at a picture of this Mirabou Stork. He said, look it up, and I looked it up. And this thing... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks like the Beotarosaur. Real life dinosaur. Um, it, it looks like um, a turkey mixed with a vulture mixed with a part dinosaur. Like its head is a ball like a vulture, has its long build. Its wingspan can be between 7.4 and 9.4 feet. So that's yeah, right said. around what they were looking at. Um, this, this thing can definitely do some damage and it does live near both wetland and arid areas so if it was hunting or had chicks i can definitely see because i was wondering like if it can fly why is it taking down boats and attacking people in the water it makes sense like is it doing like an aerial dive and like going through the boat like i was trying to think of how this thing's attacking people but i mean looking at the picture of this bird if back in the day i had no idea what this thing was isn't attacking me I would probably think this thing is a monster too. Um, so that's the thing. They are monsters. Um, they are storks. So they are a water, you know, kind of waterfowl, I guess. Like they, 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 they live near the water. Their beaks are like the length of a child's arm. They're massive. Exactly. Um, and they're just they're a scary creature like and they are aggressive especially apparently mating grounds which would also be near the water so i can see them taking people out on a canoe right i mean when you were talking about when you first said pterosaur i'm thinking pterodactyl like you know could at first when you were describing it i'm like could this just be a really big vulture but I don't know vultures are in the Congo or that area. But if this stork thing is right there, I mean, when was this discovered? When did they first start seeing these creatures? The, uh, the, the stork or the, the, the cryptid? Um, the Kabamato. So the natives, for as long back as their you know thoughts go, or not their thoughts, but I mean their uh, lore kind of stuff. Um, but the early like recorded sightings um was the earliest one i could find was 1932 okay so 1932 you have explorers coming into an area that they don't know and they sing these gigantic demon birds i mean i can see why once again a person's imagination grows with their fear right so 100 feet of their wings. I mean, like, was it in the air? You just saw a shadow, which is why you thought it was 100 feet. But, I mean, all in all, this thing can't do damage. It could be very scary. It's very possible that this is our cryptid and that it's just been kind of over-exaggerated. And the fact that the natives were scared of it. But the natives, they saw a picture of it, but they never described the creature themselves. I wish they would have, like, interviewed the natives and like, hey... 
what is this chumichanga? Kangamato. Kangamato. Like, what is this Kangamato? Like, you know, yeah. like clearly they confirm that this thing is real. But just because it's real doesn't mean that it's as monstrous as they described it. Right. Yeah. They. The, I. <laughs> from the sounds of things, I don't know if they couldn't communicate at the time with the natives. Um, but they showed them the picture that the guy that was wounded drew of what wounded him. And the natives reacted with intense fear and called it a condomato. And if, you know, he was in shock when yeah. he was drawing it, he could have been over-exaggerating everything. He could have, you know, he could have mm-hmm. drawn it from, again, from adrenaline memory. Yeah. And adrenaline makes everything exaggerated, yes. so. Yeah. There was also speculation about bats, um, but there was also speculation about bats and big fruit bats and stuff, but they're just, they're just not big enough and not aggressive enough. It it doesn't really fit. fit. These things Um, look mean just looking at them. The marabou. The marabou storks. I've got pictures of Kangamato that I will also put up. Um... Yeah. Does it? Does the katamango look like the stork thing? Uh, I mean, in a as much as a reptile can look like a bird, which is yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, the, um, the bald head I think is what throws people off because when right. you think of birds, you think of a nice furry head and this feathery. cute little oh yeah, I mean feathery head and this little beak. You might think of like a canary or toucan Sam, or you're not thinking like. A vulture that has this hairless head that's made to eat meat and sticking its yeah. head in, cor- in corpse. It makes sense. Like you can looking at this bird, you can tell it eat meat. Like it's gonna yeah. eat you. And so I'm not yep. surprised that it digs up graves and eats people because it looks like it eats people. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I have seen sledgehammers that would break easier than this bird's beak. Mm-hmm. Like, also I did look it up. Um, they were. Formally discovered and described in 1831 by French naturalist René Lesson. Oh, how fancy. It's French. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a picture, though, here of the Kangamato. Um, well, you know, it's, it's a rendering, but yeah. I do have it. While you're looking that up, um, when you were describing it before you got to the stork part, I went to... Jules Verne, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh. And was thinking, you know, maybe it comes out somewhere from deep within the Earth's crust or mantle or core or whatever, you know, is uh, is a mile and a half down or whatever. But it, you know, maybe it comes out on occasion or something, or hmm. something forced it out. And it could be a prehistoric dinosaur. Um, what's the PT? Pterosaur. Pterosaur, thank you. It could be a prehistoric pterosaur. Coming from the, the depths, like from the... That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's just what my mind went to right. before you started describing the bird. Yeah, Journey to the Center of the Earth is great. <laughs> it is a good movie. Um, Brandon Fraser. Yes, he's the best. Um, um, so, Brendan. 
Brendan? Brendan Fraser. Oh, it's not Brendan Fraser. I was going to say it's Brendan Fraser. We've been saying it all wrong all oh these years. Oh, my God. corrected us. Yep. And you know what? If you take you 30 years to correct my bunch of spelling, the <laughs> pronunciation of your name, I'm sorry, it sticks. That's like, I'm not going to say, like, what? You're a nice guy. You're, what? Your name is not Kim. It's Keem. Like, I'm not going to say my name is Keem. You've been saying my name wrong this whole time. It's Keem. Like, come on. This. That's, okay, wait. Did you change the picture? What? That's, is that the picture of the Kungi manga? No. Photo manga? No, no, no. That is the, um... Oh, the store. Store. I know that was wow. the store. I've seen a picture of the store, but... Yeah. No, it's just a... It's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a horrific picture. I mean, it, it looks like it has blood on his face. Mm-hmm. In that picture. Yeah. Like, what did you just get them murdering? Honestly. Yeah, I mean that's that's that bird. Besides the tail. Oh yeah. Which it could yeah. literally make a string from a fisher a fisher a fisher's line that's yeah. dangling from it when they or, saw it. Or an animal. Another, yeah. Like a snake or something. That, that's what it was. That's like. true. It could have yeah. grabbed a snake. Or okay. an eel or whatever. You know, like it makes me think seabird. And that would because of the boats and stuff, it makes me think like an osprey. I said it right. You did. Or um, pelican. a pelican or something I mean, like that. Yeah, that would I was thinking down pelican. And get that. Yeah. Uh, so get here is this image is of a bat um, swooping across the water, which was part of why, which is part of why um, they might have been, sorry, um, yeah, you know, a little bit of confusion oh. on that. This, however, is the Ramphorhynchus. Yeah, let's pretend. Um, this is the dinosaur, an actual dinosaur. Which, which is extinct. Oh. Extinct. Yeah. It so, looks like it. So. it. It does look like it, but mm-hmm. I would I would love to see a picture of the mm-hmm. marabou stork in air. Right, right. Because like, mm-hmm. it probably looks like that. Yeah, I have one like that, I think. Um, yeah, but if you like, you kind of think about it, right? Things are ingrained in our history and our day to day. Right. Stop. Okay, so the wings are different. They are more like not like skin like and bat like. They're right. more like a like bird of prey like for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, like we're taking an interpretation of someone's fair. I have a theory mm-hmm. about that though. Yes. You know when you're looking up in the sky yeah. under a, like high noon and there's the wings of a bird flying over you and you can kind of see through them and they're like a reddish brown if they're dark or, well, yeah, you yeah. know, it that could might be, be that bird. too. Yeah. That might that? be eye trickery. Yeah, but exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, eye trickery. The trickery of the eye. Um. Very possible. And like um, the reddish brown color, I think it is said that it was the color of the uh, Kondo manga. Kondo I'll get it eventually. Um, yeah. And so like when they see these birds, are they still? Are they attacking? Are they in flight? Like when, when do we're, like, where are they when we get these descriptions? Uh, from the sounds of it, piercing people's chests. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> um, it's always with the wounds, you know. They received wounds. If you receive a wound from something like that and live to tell about it, good yeah. for you. You're, you're going to be in shock. Yeah. But you know what, though? 
Okay, so it's a stork. It's not a vulture, but look at it. It's a vulture, right? Yeah. Or a buzzard if you're in the south. <laughs> yeah. It's got that thing about it where you can tell it's a scavenger. Yes. So I buy that these birds have dug up graves. Oh, yeah. You think I the, do, you too. think the brown on them could just be dried blood? For sure. I, I was thinking that, though, too, especially... This is going to be a little graphic, but the fresher graves might be easy. You know, with that beak, yeah. it would be easy to poke it in the ground and come up with something. And they got big, strong legs, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing back in those days, they didn't exactly embalm people and they had shallow graves. It's easy for that beak to, you know, graphic, but get to your gooey inners. Yeah, no. Yeah. And too easy. That part of the world might not believe in embalming or do that too I forget where it is exactly I can see why the natives would be scared of this bird I mean it can fly it's huge the talons on it the beak on it like your children are prey yeah that's true and actually I have a a thought as well um picture if you will (laughs) um these are the natives they've lived there for Ever. Forever. So, imagine this dinosaur isn't yet extinct. The Ramphorhynchus. Um, imagine it's not extinct, right? And the people have to deal with it. It's scary. They draw it. They tell stories about it. It's got wings. It swoops. It's by the water. It's crazy. It's scary. It's dangerous. They tell these stories. And then... 300 years later, when your child comes home and says, a thing attacked me. Look, I'm bleeding. It had wings and it was huge and its beak, its mouth was this long. And it, it was a hundred feet across and it got me and I'm cut and bleeding. And the kid's really cut and bleeding and he's been injured and he for sure saw a Kangamato. No, no, he got too close to the nesting ground of a marabou stork. So now, even though the Kangamato was the Ramphorhynchus, now it's the marabou stork. Evolution. Evolution of lore. Well, I, I meant physical evolution, but evolution of lore, evolution of maybe the stork did originally come from a pterosaur. Yeah, oh yeah, that's so fair. Like it, you know, like it, chickens. Yeah. You know, like a velociraptors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, birds are dinosaurs, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I can see the similarities in just the looks of the silhouette alone. Yeah. Sure. You know, yeah. it could easily be a descendant of that. Yeah. Very possible. Yeah. And everything adapts in time. So it's very possible that these dinosaurs just adapted, got smaller, and you know, learn to adapt to the new world. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It could be, um, you know, evolution. Evolution. Exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like between the woolly mammoth and the elephant. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, very possible. I know one way or another, like I had no plans on going to the Congo, but I, I'm definitely not planning on being anywhere near that bird. <laughs> right. Honestly. Right. And if I were to see that bird in real life, I'm 
So in my fear of this thing going through my chest and like attacking me, I could see a, a Kangamondo. Yeah. Did I say that word right? Kangamato. I, I, I came real close that time. You were mm-hmm. really close. Yeah. I'm proud. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> um, so what, like, I'm like, I wonder, do we have any weirdos from maybe that western part of Africa who's heard of the Conga motto? Or maybe people have traveled. And you know, what is what is your think your intakes on this creature? Have you is it is it common there? Like where people just know of this creature? Yeah. It, you know, is it a, a common thing in that area? Or do you know of any other pterosaurs still hanging around? I like this story. Yeah. I think for me, I think it's either a descendant of the pterosaur, or but all in all, modern day sense, I'm gonna I personally think it's this marabou stork and I hope I don't have nightmares about this thing. Yeah. I I agree. I I think it's become the stork or the stork has become the Kangamato. Mm-hmm. But I think that it in real in today's society it would be the stork. Yeah. But I think at one point it might have been a dinosaur or the descendant of a dinosaur or something. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I think that the Kangamato is one of those cryptids that once upon a time was a thing. And now it's just, it's several things whenever they get scary. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. Thank you. Let me know what you guys think on our discord or wherever else you find us. Bye. Bye, weirdos.